so painful. It pained me like sudden and unexpected gas pain. <laughs> <laughs> This is my podcast. Ooh, ah, ah. Listen here, I'll make you laugh. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> Honestly, let's just cut it off there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blues Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Ellison Daz, and this is the show where we talk about music, mental health, and comedy. I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you had a great week. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. I'm happy to have you guys here. And if you're one of the day ones, fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Can you believe it? I can't sometimes. I still can't believe that people come and, you know, listen to this show every Sunday. I am filled with a boatload of gratitude. I wouldn't be able to do half the shit that I'm doing with my life if it wasn't for you. So just just going to open up today with a fuck ton of thank you. And I'm going to tone it down with the cussing. Hopefully that's something I'm working on. It's not really working too well in 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 my show. Okay. Today, today I want to talk to you guys about uh, life skills that I learned from playing volleyball. This might seem far-fetched. Maybe it is. I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to try it on, see if it fits. Um, but that's what kind of what we're going to go after today because I was cleaning my kitchen the other day <laughs> and some really profound moments happened in my brain where I was like, holy shit, that happened like 10 years ago and I'm still applying that concept. Where the fuck did that come from? Oh, I already said fuck. Where did that come from? And I realized it was through playing competitive sports. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. When I played volleyball, I played middle, which is in the middle. (laughs) I played all the positions, but primarily that was the one where I realized that that communication, uh, I really needed to work on my communication. And this, what I remember, we, we would run these drills, right? Hopefully, if you guys are competing, you're practicing and running drills so that you can get better on the court, right? And we would run drills where my setter at the time, Ava, shout out to Ava if you listen to this show, she was an awesome setter, especially for middle. I loved working with her. She was she was so great. And uh, we were running a drill one time at Niagara College, and it was for middles. And I was having a f- bad day. I was just, you know, having a hard go. I was fucking up a lot. <laughs> and every time I messed up the hit, like whether it was, you know, we were supposed to cut it to six or sorry, that's fucking terrible. Don't ever do that. You're supposed to cut it to, to, to one or to five. And when I would mess it up, I would like cuss out loud. (laughs) Shocker, right? Wow. We're saying fuck on the court too. Yeah, it was bad. I would say fuck, or I would just like grunt and be so frustrated. And, uh, I chose to express myself in those moments uh, just out of frustration. It had nothing to do with her, nothing to do with the set, and everything to do with the disappointment that I had in that moment with myself. But the energy that I was carrying in those moment in those moments was, you know, it wasn't towards her, but it was still negative. It was still nasty. Okay, even though it wasn't towards my set or wasn't towards Ava, all towards myself. I still, you know, ex- ex- what's the word I'm looking for? Exhausted. No, whatever, emulated, put out, whatever, bad vibes. Okay. And it wasn't cool. And energy is contagious. So I started saying sorry after, you know, I would fuck, fuck stuff up instead of passing on the nasty energy of mine, which I thought at the time was a a better choice. You know, I'll apologize instead of say fuck. Um, And that's when my coach that I had at the time had pulled me aside and said, stop saying sorry and start saying what you're going to do different. And that was a really profound moment for me. Like this happened, I don't know, 2011 maybe. And I still remember it vividly to this day. My coach said, 
you know, by stating the changes that you're going to make out loud and verbalizing them to at this, you know, uh, to my setter, who it was at the time, um, I'm not only putting out the energy that I, that's needed, but I'm telling someone uh, what I'm going to do different, which holds me accountable for my actions, you know, stop saying sorry and start saying what you're going to do different. So then after, you know, I fucked up another attack, <laughs> which if you don't play volleyball, that's like a hit, a smash, a spike, whatever, um, an attack. Uh, right away, I learned that I had to communicate in a positive way. And you only have a couple seconds to have a chat per se between points. So this really forced me to get clear and concise on exactly what I had to do or change or what I needed from my setter so that we could execute the way that we desired. You know, it was quick, like three seconds. So you don't, that's not a lot of time to, to talk. So saying sorry doesn't accomplish anything. Saying fuck doesn't accomplish anything. Being angry doesn't accomplish anything. But what you can do in three seconds is say, set me again next time I'll do this. And then the setter would say, yes, okay. You know, and you have that three seconds to just get clear. So then, you know, what I noticed in my day-to-day life. So now what I've noticed in my day-to-day life um, is that when problems arise over say like communication, you know, I want to solve that shit and move the fuck on right away. (laughs) And sometimes I get a little too intense, not going to lie. Because in the back of my brain, I think that, you know, like a whistle is going to blow and we got to get shit figured out in three seconds. Okay. We only have three seconds, everybody. This is real life. We have three seconds. Tell me what the fuck we're changing. Let's move on. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, That's not real life, but I do want to move at a pace like that. Um, But what I noticed recently with some of the people closest to me is that it is a big part of who, are you fucking serious? Someone's calling me right now. Did you guys hear that shit? I really hope that doesn't happen again. I don't even know who num- what number this is. And I don't know how to turn my notifications off. Ugh. What am I even talking about? What did I notice? Do I even have points for this show? <laughs> <coughs> Great. Now I'm choking. <coughs> I'm choking. Holy shit. Okay. <clears throat> Basically, what I noticed uh, with people closest to me is that... Um, I I get a little intense and I want to figure shit out quickly, you know, with the whistle thing, three seconds. And what I, what I saw is that a big part of this ability to communicate concisely and move forward quickly is me being able to visualize the future. And I don't mean visualize as in like visualize the future as in getting a crystal ball and like making a guess. I mean, visualize as in see the positive outcome right away and actually believing it, right? I remember back in college when we would go up against, you know, the number one team and, uh, you know, they were like reigning champions for seven years in a row and we were a developing team at the time and the week before a game in the change room, like, you know, or on the court during practice, I, with every cell in my body, did not give a flying fuck how great the team was because we were just going to beat them. Like in my brain, like, I don't give a fuck when seven years in a row, like we're, I'm, I'm kicking your ass this Saturday. Like that's just, (laughs) but I believed it, you know, like I believe from my toes to my head. I didn't give, I didn't give, I didn't care what the stats were. I didn't care what the win-loss ratio was, how the players were ranked. Because in my mind, I was like, the fuck, like, let's just show up and spank these bitches. Like that, (laughs) that's just where I was mentally. And I could see it and I could feel it. And I, I believed it before it ever even happened. Like it was just, that was just something that went on in my head. 
And something that I want to note on this part of visualization before the actual belief was that there were players on my team who, like, the week before a game would say things like, well, we're fucking taking an L on Sunday because we're playing team who gives a shit. And I heard things like that, and it, like, it pained me a lot to hear. <laughs> like, so painful. It pained me like sudden and unexpected gas pain. <laughs> like, just out of nowhere, you know, ow, pain in the, sharp pain in the side. Because right away, I thought to myself, you know, so then why the fuck are you coming? Like, why are you showing up? Why are you even at practice? Why are you even on this team? Stay home. Like, stay home if you believe that stuff. Because why are you showing up to something if you already believe it's going to be a loss? Why? Like, what's the point then? Like, just to be there, like, for a hurrah, hurrah? I don't know. And it's not about losing because I'm okay. I'm okay with losing at something knowing that I did everything possible and within my power to win. That's okay. If you try your best and you exhausted yourself and you worked hard and you're like, yeah, I showed up today and you lose, that's cool, man. Like, that's cool right? Like that's okay. It's not always about winning, but expecting to like going into something, expecting, thinking, and believing that you're going to lose. Like what? Like, I don't know. I don't get that shit. So like, yeah, like, well, like because of stats, you know what I mean? Or like, because we lost the last four games, we played them like, because you know, that's they, they had such a great game this week. They're on fire this week. Like, where are you living mentally? (laughs) You know? Like we lost to them last semester, or if you're in a tournament, you know, we lost to them hours ago. That moment in time doesn't even exist anymore. So why are we placing our attention, energy, and thoughts on this devastating moment in the past (laughs) when we could place them on this moment of elation in the future, right? So bringing, so bringing this aspect back to real life scenarios, what I've been reflecting on this week are my teammates in real life. Okay. You guys, you have teammates too in your, your real life, right? We all have them. That's our parents, our siblings, our coworkers, friends, spouse. Um, those are your teammates, right? Playing the game of life, baby. And so I took a look at my teammates, uh, in real life and I started noticing these moments or you know, these moments of belief or lack of belief. And I can feel it in every conversation I have now. You might, you you might be able to, too. uh, But it's always during moments of communication where something needs to be changed, fixed or sorted, similar to the moment, those moments that I was having with my setter, right? So a great example of this would be household duties, okay? For example, you and your husband are always, you get always getting in little tiffs because he doesn't do the damn dishes, okay? But then he says sorry, and then the next day he doesn't do it again, but then he says sorry, and then you start to think to yourself, fucking guy, buddy, like, nice of him to say sorry and all for not doing dishes, but, like, the kitchen is still a shithole, so I'm a little fucking cheesed, you know? Like, that's kind of what would start maybe happening in your head. <laughs> so... One aspect of this would be for hubby, who can't seem to find a fucking dish rag to save his life, to stop saying sorry and start doing what he is supposed to do, you know? Start stating what he's going to do to change it, right? So this could be as simple as, you know, your husband saying, you know what, you're right, I'm going to do that right now. Tomorrow, I'm going to do the dishes about 6 p.m. That works better with me for my schedule. I'm feeling a little stressed, but at 6 p.m. tomorrow, I will do the shit easy, simple, quick, you know, the accountability is there. But the other aspect of this as well 
is for the chef of the house okay like to actually believe what's going to happen so this case the chef would be the wife like whatever you can pick pick whatever roles suit your house but because you're the one cooking up a storm okay like you're the cook and then husband's going to be the dishwasher this is just i'm just making things up because you're the one cooking up a storm you keep your attention and your thoughts on that godforsaken mess that that man keeps leaving You're not keeping your energy or your attitude in a positive state either that way, right? So you're a little cheesed because your husband is not doing dishes and, you know, you're the one cooking and it's like, okay, there should be a fucking flow here, but it's not happening. But it's could be a 30 second conversation that just fixes the shit. And listen, I know this is hard sometimes because especially you know, if someone you're married to or in a long-term relationship with, this is just an example I pulled out of my ass. Okay. But if you, if you look at your teammates in life, you could probably apply this to a bunch of scenarios. Okay. Holding yourself accountable as the dishwasher, right? But also if you're the one cooking up a storm in the kitchen, you have to believe and see the dishes being done and the kitchen being clean. So you got to keep yourself, I think, in a state of mind where you can focus on that positive thing and believe that positive thing, as opposed to, you know, when hubby says, yes, you're right. I'm going to make sure the dishes are done at 6 PM tomorrow. You still can't listen to that and think, yeah, holy fuck. We'll see. Right. Like it's been six days now. Like you're still not fucking using a dish rag. God forbid you touch the fucking sponge. You you can't, you can't hold yourself in that same spot. Right. You still have to have faith and believe that that outcome is going to be there. So I think it's kind of finding a balance between that three seconds where you can pull the trigger, have that communication, right? Believe your partner is going to do it. And also if you are that partner, holding yourself accountable. So the belief on one half, on one side, as well as the accountability um, and energy on the other put together is like, I think that's a better way to be successful in these small situations. I hope this is making sense. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, because if you don't have faith and you don't have that belief or positive feeling about your future experience, whether it's on the court or whether it's with your partner, then what's the game plan here, right? Why are you even showing up at all is kind of how I look at it. Anyways... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is just a quick one today, but, um, and I hope that you took something positive away from it. I hope you also have been enjoying the reels that I've been putting out on Instagram. I've been trying really hard to get more video, (laughs) some video, holy shit, some comedy videos. Wow. (laughs) Some comedy videos out there for you guys, because I know that you guys love it. If you haven't gone on to Rumble yet, I've got videos up there. What? Did you know that? Go to rumble.com and type in Ellison Daz in the search bar and you can see some awesome videos that I have up there for you guys with some other guests on the show. Um, And yeah, I'm going to be putting up uh, quite a few more of those in the near future with some episodes I have not released yet. So I'm stoked, super stoked to have that up there for you guys. So make sure you check that out. And Did you know that you can rate and review podcasts on Spotify now? Holy shit. Way to go, Spotify. Proud of you, bud. Took you long enough, but it's okay. I'm going to stay positive anyways. Yeah, you can rate this podcast. So if you guys have time today, if you want to give me a fucking five star and leave a review that says, OMG, totally effing awesome. Love this show so much it's what everybody needs in their breakfast cereal that would be amazing and I would love it 
<laughs> and also also i really enjoy the the reviews you guys leave that make me laugh so keep it up with that because that just puts a boatload of joy into my day <laughs> you guys are seriously the funniest um most like loving audience and group of people that i've ever met in my life and just pouring out with the gratitude today so thank you guys again for tuning in and listening again this week what else can I tell you? I don't know. I've got a lot of artwork up on my website. If you haven't checked that out, I'll put a link down in the description below if you want to see the art that I've been coming out with lately, thanks to my seasonal depression. Um, you can go check that out as well. And yeah, if you take anything else away from this podcast, it would probably be pay attention to where your thoughts are. Do you believe there's going to be a positive outcome in your future? And are you holding yourself accountable with your words? And obviously, last but not least, hold on. Let me suck my spit back because I'm just a fucking drooler all the time. <laughs> Don't forget that your blue is beautiful. Thanks, guys. Peace. Here's my outro. I hope that you liked this podcast. Here's my outro. I hope that you laughed. Oh, we're still going. Da, 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 outro. Here's my outro. Uh, something that rhymes. <laughs> Holy shit balls. Can you believe it? I can't. I can't. I've been recording for seven seconds and everything is, is right. It's right. Like I sound great. The volumes are great. I didn't have to figure out where to plug shit in. Holy shit. Today's going to be a good day, boys. Whoa.